Boss Balls, Double Cup. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to Double Coverage. Hope you're still living, loving, and breathing. Sport. I'm Dolan with the great man. So sorry, bro. My internet literally is just shit itself. It's the intro is still coming through my headphones. That's how quick my internet is right now, bro. I've got I've got Brian Taylor in my ear going, boys kick the goal! Boys kick the goal! <laughs> Seriously. Bro, it's oh, the lag! The lag is unreal. The lag is unreal. Yes, we are live. We are live, I'm ladies so, and gentlemen. I'm welcome. So, I haven't heard welcome, myself intro. Welcome to the round table number two. We'll, we'll have the special guest later on in the show. Very similar to the way we did last time. There will be a little bit more structure uh, around the round table. But before that, we have a big review of week in sports. Dommer, what have we got teed up, mate? Matt, of course, we'll start where, obviously, we left off last week. And the AFL Grand Final, it was a ripper. An absolute banger. The Pies get the job done by four points. Your thoughts on this game, Source? How they fared in the matchup against each other? Who you thought were missing? Who you thought was the difference? And then it's going to conclude the AFL for, well, not 2023 just yet, because the trade period. We'll probably end up talking about a few guys that are uh, moving across the different football clubs and stuff um, for the remainder of 2023. But, Saucer, your thoughts on the big dance? Yeah, it was probably one of the greatest grand finals I've witnessed. It was unbelievable. Ten lead changes or something of that nature. Um, high scoring. It's just everything you want in a grand final. I'm not going to lie. It was an unbelievable game. It was, it was uh, you know, if that was – if anyone around the world was uh, you happened to tune in and uh, watch, you know, the, the biggest uh, game in the whole season, uh, happened to see it from around the world, that was a perfect example of what – uh, the great game of Australian footballs can be. Uh, I think it was it was pretty also pretty well officiated. There was some you know you're going to get the dubious calls, but I think for the most part the umpires did a really really good job um, in officiating. There's probably a, a couple of high tackles that were a little bit missed, but you're going to you're going to get those sort of stuff. That's that's AFL football. You can't uh, deny the fact that both teams had chances at crucial times. So obviously Collingwood, you know be maybe potentially in a bit more of a comfortable position uh, leading into that fourth quarter, but uh, credit to Brisbane Lions. They fought back well uh, in every part of the match, whenever they, they were down, uh, you know, early on uh, later in the game, uh, they were always up for the battle. Uh, they provided a great, great contest and uh, it, it was a great game. It was a great game. Um, who went missing for me? I tell you what, who one guy who stuck out for me, and I'm not saying you know he's a fringe guy, but you need these guys if you're to win flags to have a good game. And he plays on the wing, and we plays wing, and a bit of high half forward. Jared Berry had an absolute stinker, gave away a terrible 50 meter penalty. You, you know, he was never in that contest, and he and he two 50 meters, but the one where he was never in the contest, oh. and he literally tackles the guy to the ground. What are you doing? You have had no play on the ball, and you get you give away that crucial 50 side bottom. You know, goes forward. Bang, slots a goal from 50. I think I heard a stat. Uh, someone told me today that, uh, you know, 
Sidebottom in his career has only kicked like three or four goals from outside 50. So for him to do that, you know, uh, on the biggest day, absolute freak um, of nature. So credit to him, credit to the Pies. Um, they deserved it in the end. Uh, you know, they could have won by more. Um, the Lions played a pretty good game. I felt like their midfield didn't do enough. Lockie Neal didn't do enough. Was that a Brownlow medal winning performance? Fuck no, mate. That was a terrible performance from a two-time Brownlow medalist, all right? That was terrible. He was nowhere to be seen in that game. He wasn't great. And, and, um, you know, there was a couple of other guys that that didn't play very well. I felt like Harris Andrews needed to be better down back. I mean, you're playing on Billy Frampton, son. Well, well. You should give him no respect. No, well, Sauce, you speak to Collingwood supporters, and they say that Billy Frampton actually came in to do a job on Harris Andrews. He actually wasn't there to score the goals. That's that's what they said. They said he wasn't there to do anything. Harris Andrews had no impact. Maybe that's the reason why they're saying that. Flopped because what he should be called, mate. Because he yeah, mixed, dropped the- McSpray and then flopped it. Oh, bro, I couldn't believe he dropped that. Hey, at least McSpray would have taken the mark. Thank you very much. McSpray would have taken the mark. Good evening, James. Hello, Magda. Uh, Andrew agrees with you. I'm guessing. I'm guessing. Is uh, is a, he's a, he's a Brisbane supporter? He's the Brisbane one that always comes into our lives when I talk about Brisbane. He tells me to get fucked, but I actually tip Brisbane and I wanted Brisbane to win. So, and I sent him a nice a nice message. Uh, Andrew's played well in the last quarter. I, I'm. I don't know. The game was it ebbed and flowed. As a neutral, honestly, because I'm, I really was watching it for hoping that Brisbane could find and muster up something source, you know. But they, I'm not going to say they were on the. Oh, I will say they were on the back foot the the whole game, in my opinion. I think Collingwood pressed the fair bit in this game for majority of the football game, and Brisbane did a fair, seven inside fifties in the first quarter, something like that. Yeah, I, I think Brisbane weathered the storm. Caden uh, Coleman ran a muck in the first half, but that was yeah, due to the good. fact they that... Shut it, they shut him down a little bit in the second half. And yeah, Brisbane, him, you know, def- the, yeah. The Brisbane defended well, and then they, they shut him down. Um, Bobby Hill was unplayable. Magda says Charlie Cameron and Bobby Hill, the Jets, yeah, 100%. Bobby Hill became unplayable in that game uh, in the first half. The second half, they shut him down. He kicks one goal, uh, but it's worthy of a, a Norm Smith... Performance. Had six, he, had, he missed two set shots that were very yeah. edible. He kicked five and had 16 touches. That's worthy of a um, uh, a Norm Smith, in my opinion. The other guy that was probably pretty stiff was probably Tom Mitchell. Uh, he actually went head-to-head with Lockie Neal. And sorry, Andrew, but um, I, he gave him, he gave Lockie Neal a bar. Lockie, Lockie Neal was the one that, in my opinion, went missing. But insane – like. Not insane that it's it's poor by him, unfortunately for Brisbane fans. But other other guys that did step up, the second the second highest ranked Brisbane player. Oh no, sorry, let me take that back. Source the highest rank Brisbane sorry, sorry. player for twenty twenty three actually played well in Josh Dunkley. Uh, the other guy, how many um, votes did he get in the Brownlow again? Uh, he he got uh, four. The other guy that got three was uh, Zach Bailey. Oh, he played pretty well. And the other he guy that got three, didn't he? Two, uh, two, he and he a, kicked two he unbelievable. He kicked two unbelievable grand fi- like grand final goals, mate. 
unreal goals. And the last guy, Sauce, who also got three votes in the brown line from Brisbane, that apparently did nothing for the Brisbane midfield for all of 2023, was McCluggage. He actually played really, really well. Neil, unfortunately, went missing. Missed a very good, gettable chance. Yeah, but I'm not saying Neil isn't a great player, but he did stink it up in the final series. I don't care what anyone says. He did nothing the week before. It was, it was terrible. It was terrible. Barry struggled big time. Uh, forwards, Eric Hipwood's getting paid a bag. Shocking. Had an absolute stinker. Joe Danaher was fantastic. Um, you know, like when Murphy went down. Charlie Cameron was poor, I will say. He, some some chances he had, you know, you get paid as a forward, you got to kick those. And, you know, yeah, look, I don't Guys, know. I'll, I'll tell, I, I, I don't, don't understand. Wrong, I don't understand. He's a right footer. It's it's a bit of an angle for a yeah. right foot. Not that much. You're still 20 meters off the boundary line. But why are you kicking a left foot snap when it's like more than 35 meters out and it's on your opposite foot? You know, like you're trying to kick a 35 meter snapper. Go back, kick a drop punt from that angle. I don't understand that. And then, you know, he he, he, he shanks it or he miskicks it or he kicks a point. Like, aren't you better just to run in and kick a drop punt on your preferred foot? Like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. He's getting paid big bucks as well. Um, He fumbled a couple of balls that were, you know, he could have made plays on. And, but um, at the same time, the I know no one, no one's going to turn around and go like, and we'll do it on this show. We'll do it on this show, Source. But nobody's going to turn around and go, oh, the Pies won the premiership, so every player dominated. Mate, there was – like, Frampton was no good. Mycha kicked that great goal. What did he do for the whole game? Yeah, yeah. Jack Ginevan was an absolute yeah, passenger. He didn't do much. He did absolutely nothing. Nothing. Like, if Bobby Hill doesn't kick the goals, they don't win the game. Like, it's just because that matchup works so fav- favorably for him. So favorably. He set up he set up one or two as well, Bobby. So he yeah, a, he was really, really good. That's what I mean. He dominated. He played so well. He was just a pest around the contest. He pinned Starsevich a fair few times. It was it, like, it was clean, mate. Like when man. he got the ball, he was clean with it and, and he impacted, you know, he impacted whatever he did with the ball was always an impact impactful play and, and helped his team. Um McCluggage set us up with two minutes to go. Yep, I, I agree. I, I like McCluggage, mind you. He's probably my favorite Brisbane Lions player. So for him to be poor last week and not do much, you know, and then cop a bit of heat and then obviously, fuck, the way that the umpires must have seen him this year for him to get absolutely nothing in the Brownlow, even I was disgusted in that. And I was like, at least he came out and he just put on a clinic in that second half and he tried to get his team over the line. And, don't, don't, mate, there was moments in that game when Danaher kicked that goal. I was like, oh, my gosh. I reckon they got it. Then straight from the clearance, the Dacos handball was unbelievable, mind you, when it grabbed it in the air, flicked it over the top to Dagoe. When Dagoe kicked that goal, so I, I've never reacted. People at where I was watching it know how much I love footy at neutral. They were like, what the hell's the matter with you? I said, I don't think you understand this football game, like the ebb and flow of it and the pressure to kick that goal with three minutes left. To actually nail that is the pressure's unbelievable in that moment. And he like the goal he laps it up. He just loves that shit. And you know, he thrives he's a type of player that thrives in it. But you know, he, he didn't even have a, a big game, if you're gonna say like kick standard. Yeah, he kicked two, but it like in terms of 
If you had to compare, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't like the, the game last week. Wasn't like the game the week before. No. Put on a clinic around the contest, uh, especially. Charlie Cameron, he's all Australian, kicked three goals, the grand final. You know, I'm not saying he like he had a good game, but I feel like you know, Charlie Cameron, he can be a gun. He he could have had five, and he could have won years the game off his own boot. He has that capability. That's that's the standards that I hold hold him to. I actually buy his cards, Charlie Cameron. I got a few number Charlie Cameron cards. I like him as a player, but biggest stage at crucial times, I feel like his skill execution was poor. <laughs> we got the great man who's ready for the round table. You're gonna have to just wait probably ten or fifteen minutes, Grifty, down there. So just join in on the chat while before we pull you up. Uh, welcome Tyson. He says Pies one to thirty nine, two hundred forty instead of one seventy straight win. It was too juicy not to take. Uh and he just says Good thing is we don't have to rely on Neil and Hipwood every week. If they don't do well, oh, we we have others that step up like McCluggage, Common, Danaher, and McCarthy. Yeah, I completely agree with you. But if Neil and Hipwood step up when they have to step up in the grand final, you probably win that and you're not the losers to the Pies. That's the difference. Neil has to be the best player on the team in a grand final. He has to because he's the best player on the team in general. Like, that's... Honestly, that's like LeBron James shitting the bed against the Mavs in 2010 or 2011 finals and all everyone spoke about. They didn't even speak about the Mavs winning the title. They just spoke about how he shit the bed in the finals. He's the best player. He should have been the best player. He should have won the title. He's the best player. Three three years ago when the, when, when the Cats lost the flag, I was very critical of uh, Patrick Dangerfield. He went missing in that grand final. And, you know, that's the high standards that you hold those players to. On, on the biggest day, your best players have to be the best players. Because you, he says he's, you have he any said he's butthurt, I'm just so flat. So am I. I'm flat too. I'm flat for the fact that I have been on social media on my personal account probably three times since the granny. And all I see is black and white everywhere. Oh, it's hard. It's hard, Sauce. But it, it, overall, fantastic game. Bobby Hill, Norm Smith, medalist. Um, celebrations were fantastic. What are you going to say? I'm, I can't turn around and I can't bag them. I can't do anything because, let's be honest, they're the best team in the country and they've got one year to lap it up. Not even one one year. They've got till March next year to enjoy it until the next campaign starts. So live it up, enjoy your life, and, yeah, go jam it. Uh, you, you're muted. I said it's it's been a great season of football. Um, and um, you know, I think there's been some gr- great games this season. Let's 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 see what uh crazy uh trades have you know are to come, and and let's see what rule changes the league decides to employ this year because we know there is always rule changes. Yeah, they'll so change that's, it. That's, so that's North, two things North, I'm looking North, forward to. The North will get the first first ten picks in the draft, and then we'll change it next year back to normal. You don't deserve it, mate. I don't care. Uh, twenty twenty grand final and twenty one grand final have asterisks next to it, source. They don't count. <laughs> the COVID, the COVID uh, grannies. Hey lads, hey Maddie, welcome, and make it with the trade Gooby. I'm telling you, source. If we if we see a premiership, and we we're still kicking along on this pod, which we will be, 
the celebrations from Arden Show, I'll just be live. You won't see me for probably a week. You might a month or a year. Yeah, oh, you you can party it up with Magda and Moose Moose. Oh, Moose Moose. You will be down bro, bro, at Arden Street going oh, nuts. Can you imagine him, the great man? He'd be bawling his eyes out. It'd be, oh, it'd be a beautiful sight to see. It'd be hysterics. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on from here. We've got to smash through a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, the NFL can go probably take a back seat this week. Nothing much has happened. Uh, F1, we will get to that. We have... We love these Grand Prix, mate. If it wants to... Man, I'm lagging so much. Uh, Qatar Grand Prix, Monday, next Monday, source 4 a.m. Tune in for that one, uh, the Qatar Grand Prix. And, of course, we've got to get into uh, the APL. Let's get to the, the results for the week. Oh, man, I'm telling you. I fucking hate my team at the moment. Uh, Chelsea 2-0 over Fulham. Uh, Nottingham Brentford 1-1. Uh, Arsenal smash Bournemouth 4-0. Everton lose to Luton 2-1. Uh, Newcastle 2-0 over Burnley. West Ham 2-0 over Sheffield. She- uh, Sheffield United. Uh, Wolves beat City 2-1. So Source is pretty happy there as an Arsenal fan. Uh, Villa slapped Brighton 6-1. Uh, then Man United lose to Crystal Palace 1-0. We don't even have to get into that because we suck. But the talk of the town, Source was Ange Ball's Tottenham Hotspur versus Liverpool and the VAR decision. The red card. No, the no the offside. Oh, yes. I, I heard about this. I actually seen it. I can't believe that's happened. How do we have the technology and they stuff it up? How does that? How? How? What's the point of having the technology? Why? They stuffed it. They came and apologized and said that they got it wrong. They've, they sat down all the – or sacked all the bloody VAR uh, referees. Terrible. Cost them the draw. Uh, James so you're says telling me we they need... opportunity. They would have scored with nine men. Is that right? They got down to nine men in the end. No, I think, I think it was – they got to nine down to nine men after that. Uh yeah. James says we need VAR for VR. The only thing I'm going to say on this quickly, because I'm trying to get through this pretty quickly. We started a little bit later. Sorry, gents that are waiting. Okay, the, they, they did no review on it. Source, no highlight of it. The check happened in a split second. They didn't talk about it at halftime. Nothing, Source. Nothing. Nothing at all on this incident. Man United versus Arsenal. I'm using this as an example because there was a, the tight offside between Ganacho when he scored the goal. They called yeah. it back. They spent time. They got it right with the technology. They actually went back and they reviewed it. For something so tight as the uh, Diaz goal and that offside, for them to put absolutely no time into it whatsoever is suspect. That's all I'm saying. Like that—that that is so fishy for them not to do that. A lot of people have come out and said like Sky was in is in bed with the uh, match officials and stuff because they didn't talk about it at halftime. They reckon that they got the phone call and said don't do anything because we fucked that up and this and that. It wouldn't surprise me. Nothing was spoken about it at all. 
It just like disappeared off the face of the earth, mate. And then they talked about it at the end of the game because obviously so much implication. It's unbelievable. Jurgen wasn't happy. Let me no, just tell you that. He he absolutely went off. And he, as he should be, yep. uh, he should be upset because uh, that is absolutely disgraceful. Um, yeah, baff- to be he honest, baffling because we haven't seen uh, we haven't seen a howler like that for a little while in terms of offside. They they've been actually really good. Obviously, we you know when the, the technology was first introduced and you know we've seen it here in Australia. A league was one of the tester leagues. It was horrendous, horrendous. Uh, it's gotten better over the years, and the offside implications, the way they do it now, seems to have a method that really, really works where they're able to draw those digital lines across the field. Um, but it seems as though, even though when you've got uh, humans operating it, there's uh, always opportunity for a peanut to be operating it, and uh, that's what we've got in this case. I can't wait to get the Messiah on. I'm pissing myself laughing. He's changed his head about four times. Um, game's coming up. Uh, Luton Burnley, uh, that's on the fourth, so that's tomorrow. Then Luton plays Tottenham, they've got two games this week Burnley, Chelsea, Everton, Bournemouth, Fulham, Sheffield, Manchester United versus Brentford, Palace, Nottingham, Brighton, Liverpool, West Ham, uh, Newcastle, Wolves, Villa, and Arsenal versus Man City Monday morning. Saucy, so that is a, a absolute ripper. So get ready for that one. Uh, Let's get to let's get to the real stuff because I watched a few games this week. Uh, the Saudi Pro League, mate, as you can see. Yeah, he's got. Out. What's the Champions the League this morning? The real Champions League, the Asian Champions League, and uh, Ronaldo scored. That's all that matters. Uh, it's on Paramount. If anyone happened to have Paramount for some reason, uh, you know, I've got it. I've got it. Benny says more. exact reason why VL was introduced and failed to live up uh, live up to it. It's as good as the AFL review system. So, all right, let's go round round eight. Uh, Al Ali nil all to Al Etifak. Al Khalij lose to Damak two nil. Afate smash our way to five one. Uh, <laughs> Craig Goodwin scored for the, uh, the Aussie scored for Al Waida. Al Ray lose to Al Akhtud two one. Uh, Riyadh defeat Abba 1-0. Halal defeat Shabab 2-0. Itihad and Fayat play out a draw. Tawun defeats Hazem 3-1. And Al Nassar defeats Al Tay with, of course, you know who scoring in that game. This guy, and then who scored again this morning in the Champions League when they were down 1-0 to equalize it. This guy, who assisted Taliska. This guy. So it's okay. Ronnie. He's, on He's just the best. He's, He's just dominating. Uh, games this week, Damak versus Hazem, Riyadh versus Shabab, Tawunte, Etifak versus Fateh. We've got uh, Al-Nassar versus Abba, Itihad versus Ali. That is a massive game source. Benzi versus Firmino. Uh, Akhud versus He's Halal. He's been injured the last two games, I think. He has. Kante's no. been good, but uh, Khalij versus Reid and the Aussie, Craig Goodwin and Al-Waida against Al-Fayha. Oh, yeah. He's the last one. So, shooting into those ones. I don't think we've got Champions League this week, do we? Yeah, we do. Uh, yeah, we do. Far out, we do. Champions League's uh, tomorrow. Big game. Tomorrow. On. Salzburg, Sociedad, Berlin, Braga, Copenhagen, Bayern, Inter, Benfica, Arsenal, Lens, United versus Galatasaray, Napoli versus Real Madrid, which is massive. 
PSV Sevilla. The games on Thursday are Antwerp Shakhtar, Atletico, Feyenoord, Celtic, uh, Lazio, Cravena Zvezda versus Young Boys, Dortmund, AC Milan, Porto, Barcelona, Newcastle versus PSG, and Leipzig versus Man City. And quick mention the following day, you got Europa League Conference League, but we're not going through that. Um, but if you want to watch some fo- more football, there is more football on the following day. I think that's Friday morning Australian time. So check that out too. Uh, just quickly, uh, quick shout out, Nathan Cleary, just for Dan, because Dan put the Saudi Potato League. And I know that... Uh, yeah, Parramatta definitely honourable is- mention. Credit uh, Penrith Panthers, free-time champions, um, back to back to back. You can't... Uh, you know, write a better script. Probably one of the greatest teams to go down all time uh, in their NRL uh, rugby league. Uh, the other national code here of football here outside of obviously uh, Australian rules football. And then you've got football, the world game. And then you've got rugby, which is very big over here in Australia. And the NRL, the Penrith Panthers, they take it out. And Nathan Cleary, let me just tell you, one of the best 20 minutes of rugby I've ever seen any player put on. And not only that, to do it on the biggest stage at the most crucial time when your team is down, what were they down, 24-8? Were they down 24-8 or something of that nature? Yeah. To do that at that moment, just unbelievable. In 20 minutes, uh, the last 20 minutes of the game, and to pull that out, score the winning try, uh, kick a 40-20 at a crucial point in the game and, and, and you know, get their, get his team down the field, get in possession back, and they go on to score another try. And he was just the absolute clinic. So um, credit the Penrith Panthers and, um, yeah, well, you know, definitely got to give them a mention. They're, they're free time, back-to-back-to-back champions. Dan said that he was rubbish for 55 minutes, but he played well when it counts, and that's all that people yeah, will ever remember it for. Exactly. Thank you. That's all they'll ever remember. The game was on the line. when the ga- it, was, it was – come on, honestly – Genuinely, I actually thought the game was over. When when Mam went over for his third try, I was like, ah, oh, this this game's over, you know? And I was like, nah, no chance they're coming back. But when the game was on the line, your best player does that, mate. He goes down as... Dan is Dan schooling me here because I've got no idea about NRL. He said he missed two tackles for Man to score. I love it. Yeah, I did I did see that, but then... Oh, got, I don't know what's going on. I'm just... Scored one. I'm just going to be the... We're just going to be back. the hype... We're going to be the hype beast like the people on social media that only watch the last five minutes. No, I just rewatched the last 10 minutes because people were talking about it. I'm like, I'll go watch it. My guy's pretty good. Uh, Vitan Luis, Dan eats some humble pie. Clutch player in the big moments. Bang. There you go. There you go. You can fight with him, Dan, till you jump on here. Uh, <laughs> second last thing before you get to UFC and then we get into the round table. Uh, UFC is going to be quick. Actually, go go UFC, and then uh, we'll do uh, this. Well, ladies and gentlemen, as you know, UFC segment is sponsored by Roll Clean Soap. I'm not going to even tell you the promo code because they've got a 30% off at the moment. So head down to www.rollclean.com.au and uh, check them out. Best soaps in the business. Support a Australian, 100% Australian-owned local business. Uses 100% natural uh, essential oils to make the soap and made with 100% natural uh, Adelaide South Australian butter from a uh, not butter honey in the in, in the soap so it's uh, all 
local produce, support a local business, and check them out. Roll Clean Soap. They are the best in the business for all your soap and hygiene needs. Stay clean on and off the mats, and don't be the smelly guy at the gym. Roll Clean Soap. All right, Doma, this weekend we have Sunday the 8th, 10 a.m., main card kicks off. UFC, Grant Dawson versus Bobby Green is the main card event against, and then you got the undercard. The second main uh, event is Joey Pfeiffer versus Abdul Razik Al-Hassan in the middleweight division, and the main event is the lightweight bout. Make sure you check it out. There's some actually good fights. Alex Moroni versus Jack Jokin Buckley. If you follow Jokin Buckley, he's pretty funny on social media. He's a, he's a good one to follow, um, and uh, he's a bit of a troll on social media, so uh, check him out. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how he gets, goes against Alex Morono. Uh, but, yeah, definitely check it out, 10 a.m. And I think that the prelims kick off from 7 a.m. if you're that keen on Sunday morning. Um, but, yeah, definitely check out UFC this weekend. It will be a free-to-air one. So if you have you know, ESPN, it's free-to-air. If you know how to search the realms of the internet, it is free-to-air. Um, so free-to-air for everyone. Um, but... There we go, ladies and gentlemen. So was the Al Nassar game that I watched during <laughs> and the one this morning. That was also free to air. So. Yep. And ladies and gentlemen, if you're not in one wheel, I'll also, before we move on, I will give a little plug to our, finally, Instagram has allowed to us to create a broadcast channel. If you're not on our Instagram broadcast channel, it's pretty much just a channel where we can just send out a, a, a what is it, a, a bunch notification to everyone that is in that channel that, you know, gets a message and we'll post videos in there or just other stupid stuff. Do some, um, you know, random polls in there as Dom has done about whether people watch the Saudi league and literally everyone in the group said, no, uh, that was pretty, pretty funny. I'm not going to lie. I did say, I was yes, pissing I myself laughing. Days, I actually but I was, I was actually uh, pissing myself. Um, you know, we'll, we'll run some other stuff. I've posted some fun bets that I might Saturday super, uh, super multi that I do every weekend on the full- on the four, yes, yeah, that's right. Super saucy Saturday multi that I usually do. Gamble responsibly. Obviously, I, I usually go ten bucks. Look for you know pretty good odds, and uh, it's going to get his his OnlyFans on the Saturday. His OnlyFans stuff's no. going to go in there. <laughs> OnlyFans. No. I'm gonna I'm gonna start I'm gonna start charging people for my bets on my OnlyFans. Yeah. Dan says post, saucy post giving giving C Blaise a run for his money with his bet tips. Yeah, them and Backyard Le Mans. They also give our bet tips. Uh, Vegas Le Mans. Vegas, Dave. Oh, who else? Oh, the, the, so- the difference is I, I don't I don't charge any money for it, and it's up to you what you bet. And I always tell people how much I bet, and it's never so Dan. It's so it's Dan. It's gamble so, for free to lose your money for free. At least you don't need to pay exactly. Me. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> don't need to pay me a cent. It's just uh, a bit of fun. Welcome, uh, Adam. Don't encourage welcome. you to gamble if you can't control yourself. Do not gamble. Welcome, multiverse. And James says, "Are we going to talk about shilling going on in the in the hobby?" Oh boy, are we? Uh, yeah, don't worry. Very last shortly. one before we get two, two uh, great guests to come up for the round table and start it is the big news. We had media day today. Um, obviously, uh, someone put a comment up here about emo Jimmy Butler. I don't know if you saw this source. Did you catch that today? No. Oh, I have to bring this up. Show me. You know how we came with the dreadlocks last year? The media. Yeah. Source. Oh, man. They try to take a team photo. Him, Bam, and Tyler Hero. Bam could not stop laughing. They couldn't take the photo. They could not take the photo. 
He had literally the makeup. The makeup lady was trying to fix his hair. When I show you this photo, you're gonna piss yourself. If my oh, I gotta see it. I gotta see it. You're just gonna laugh. He's just the live on. Uh, let me let me stop this screen for a second. I'll bring this up for you. Here you go, great man. Emo buckets, right here. Are you fucking kidding me? I swear. That's how he rocked up. And he took all the media shots like that, bro. He trolled everyone. He took the the team the team snaps. For oh, NBA Media Day. That's hilarious. He just, he just loves it. He loves it. And he, but, he now identifies as he, she, <laughs> she, he. I'm emo. Jimmy Butler shows off a new look. He loves it. But speaking about Media Day source, the reason why I speak about Media Day is because some of the biggest news like dropped throughout the week for the NBA. And that was, of course, Dame, get that dollar Lillard, went to the box. Yep. Pretty and crazy. What's an amazing move for the Milwaukee franchise to team him up with Giannis, I cannot shoot, bro. So you got someone that can actually finish at the end of the games now. Bro, so. that, that's exactly what I'm thinking, man. You got that. And then obviously, if Chris Middleton can get back to his form that we know he's capable of or a little bit of that, I mean, this this team is scary. I mean, I'm going to say they are the favorites in the East. Uh, there is word that uh, Boston wants to get Drew Holiday or they are getting Drew Holiday. They're going after him. Drew Holiday went to the Celtics. That's confirmed. Uh, he, as confirmed, yeah. So yeah. I think that's a good move by them as well. I think this, you know, obviously puts you know both those teams at a, at a, at a solid position uh, in in the East. Um, Philly will, will 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 be nothing this year. I mean, Embiid's going to have to carry that load. We know Harden's out of there. He's uh, still he's, partying he's out at the at the. He's, the he doesn't want to play. Getting, getting signs put up saying Daryl Morey is a liar when he gets bought out uh, ten thousand dollar bottles worth of, uh, of champagne. $50,000 bottle champagnes and, and they bring up a sign saying Daryl Molly is a liar uh, in the club. So he's uh, definitely James not Harden going back. He's to... a lemon. So yeah. Oh, he, yeah. Uh, look, I, I agree. He, he is a bit of a lemon, um, but you know, it he is chose the heat as one of his franchises. That's another guy. Jimmy Butler will make cry. Yeah, he probably would. Well, you reckon he's going to just waltz in there and be like, it's my show now. Butler will be like, go find another franchise after six months. I'll just trade him. Give up pieces for that lemon. So, anyway, massive move for the Bucks. We'll see what happens and what eventuates there. There's some absolute super teams going around. Obviously, we've got the big one in the West, which is Phoenix, and now we've got a massive one in the East in the Bucks. So, Tom Tell starts in a couple of weeks, league, and he'll come back onto, uh, of course, this podcast. Everyone's jumping up and about. They're G'd up, and it's about that time source. But before we do get into it, we just got to hold off for one last second because someone has jumped on board. Whether they want to be affiliated with this podcast or not, they might regret they listen, that. They listen to us regularly, Don. Yeah, they do, and we thank them, but they might regret it after signing up for their first promo on this podcast uh, <laughs> when it happens to be a roundtable episode. Uh, but Mint Collectibles... Uh, you would know them in the space. 20% off at the checkout with code double coverage. So get in there. Saucy, 
www.mintcollectibles.com.au you can also check out the description they will be in there and you can uh, get to their website and 20% off at the checkout mate like you can't get better than that thank you very much mint collectibles for that gift to give to our subscribers and listeners go check them out ladies and gentlemen they are situated i believe in queensland so if you're in queensland Make sure you check them out. They've got two stores. Uh, I, I don't know the exact location, so Churnside. Give me Churnside is yeah, one. Yeah, okay. And the yeah. other one is a new location uh, just opened. Sorry, Apologies, there you go. But so I don't know those suburbs, but it is in Queensland. If you live in Queensland, make sure you check them out. And if I do visit Queensland, I'll be making sure I do take a uh, a, a passing by Mint Collectibles uh, when I head up north and my next adventures. All right, so I'm so excited for this you don't understand it's been one month can you believe it it's been one month since the first episode the first round table episode which was a smashing success we were all over the shop too we're actually a bit more uh laid out this time around but first and foremost let's bring up your favorite dan the card man you know him <laughs> of course from socials i'm not laughing at you dan i'm laughing at the other person that's just changing their name about 40 times how are you going first and foremost uh pretty good how are you boys doing can't complain always happy good, to, have good you to be on. back on here so thank you for that Nah, not a problem thanks for coming on of course we've got a bit to cover and of course our second guest who is probably I don't know. He is just the most popular person in all of the hobby globally. And he is the card mess- the self-proclaimed card messiah. Or as we know him today. <laughs> He's doing a sports card right here. I'm going to go get a coffee. What are you doing? You just come on. I'm going to get some shit from this guy. He just comes in. He's taking over. Oh, let me do <laughs> That is uh, Griff Wilson, uh, aka the Card Messiah. He just comes in and takes over. Uh, we've got the director of assets on there with the great man Logan Paul as his background. If you don't know who the director of assets is, it's in that poker. Uh, so Rattle Pokemon video that we told you all to go and have a listen to a few weeks ago. Anyway, let's uh positive says that's a PSA 10 intro. It, it definitely was. That was hilarious. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> thank you, thank you very much, Jay. That was that was a good that was a good chuckle. That was very, very good. All right, let's let's get straight into it. And first and foremost, the car porn thing's got very quiet. So quiet. It's been ridiculous. I'll just unmute. <laughs> Still got the song going. He's got no idea. He's just he's muted. He's just pressing buttons. He's pressing buttons. Stop the gone... music, Jay, and I'll unmute you, mate. It's gone super quiet, um, except for one thing. We've had multiple d- reports coming out of different content creators saying that he's in the Philippines. He's that they called a phone number and Juanito is actually <laughs> Grayson. It's Cherry Collectibles. I don't know what is going on. Technically, if you're Australian, you're connected to that guy. So we are all a part of this. 
We are part of it. We're connected. We're cooked. So seeing as we are a part of it, then we must be really good friends with him. So I, I've taken the time out of my day to look after our good friend Juanito, and I've decided to put together a bit of a package. And this is going to release over multiple episodes of the roundtable. I haven't told Dan about this. I haven't told Jay about this. I may have mentioned this to Source. But this is a pack we're going to put together. Dan is obviously going to be able to show this to his daughter. Jay's got kids also. This is just a... This is just a promo pack to get your kids into the hobby. And of course, you know, what way to do it better than a Where's Wally? But of course, where's Juanito? We don't know where he is, the great man. So <laughs> he he could be anywhere. There he is, the great man at the top. <laughs> where's Juanito? There he is down here. Have a look at him. <laughs> don't That's worry. Good. That's good. Don't worry. We got. I've changed everything. I've even changed the text in this book. So we've got Juanito's <laughs> followers here, there, everywhere. He's got his postcard. We're going to turn it into a book. We're going to send it out. If you want a copy, you let us know. We'll create a PDF. We'll share it on our link tree, a direct download. Here he is at the beach, of course. <laughs> He's not on the first page. This is in the Philippines, where he currently is at the moment. Vao City, to be specific. Vao City. <laughs> Here he is over here. Here he is. If you need to find him. Uh, and of course, the second place, he's actually close with someone, um, as we like to call him, Director Vassity. He's the snowman, and he's somewhere on this page. As you know, that uh, there's a few characters in Where's Wally, and Oddball, Oddwall is the uh, criminal uh, that is... Uh, James uh, Bond. Here he goes. Juanito Gang. He might be down here. Don't worry, I'll fix this up. <laughs> there Canva, it is. Canva spat it out with the uh, background, but I, I did remove it. When it goes, when it goes to do? public, uh, that's the director of assets. Who? That's Maddie Allen. That's your mate there in your background, Shine. Maddie Allen, he used to play for Carlton. <laughs> You're a dickhead. <laughs> and of course, he's the last one for you. So don't worry about it. We'll have some more coming out. You might see some uh, prominent uh, sports cards, influencers, and figures in the future. Where's Rahul? He might might appear in this book eventually. There's there's a a long edition of uh, Where's Juanitos coming out. (laughs) But there you go. We know where he is. He's in the Philippines. Uh, He works with Cherry Collectibles, and we'll see where else... Uh, it takes us. Uh, have you had any leads, anyone? Griff Wilson, do you know where his <laughs> whereabouts are? He's in Davao. My, my, um, I've got a friend at the AFP I was talking to, and each time he's in Davao City in the Philippines. There you go. Dan, you any go. leads for you? Uh, not on where he is, but I've had some other information come to light about maybe another scam, <clears throat> but I need to look into it a little bit more. Something to do with fake PMGs as well. <laughs> no idea where he is, to be honest. He so. ordered them off Alibaba. We showed you the other week. <laughs> you, you, did, yeah. you don't be mean to Alibaba. <laughs> I know. That's why you've got the hat on. I was going to ask you why, and I put two and two together. Yeah, well, I'm the, I'm the main salesman for Alibaba now. <laughs> oh, there you go. James says he's uh, in the BBC warehouse <laughs> covered in <laughs> <laughs> 
That's funny. There you go. That's hysterical. <laughs> so anyway, let's get straight into it. Let's get to some business. And first and foremost, I, I, I caught up on a few things. Obviously, a lot's been happening in the hobby in the last month or so. But one thing that was really interesting, and I watch your video, Dan. I get a lot of my information by watching your videos. But your thoughts, the three of you, a universal pop report. Um, you spoke about this a few weeks ago. Probably something that is needed in the hobby. As you did mention, Dan, like everyone just looks at the PSA pop report and goes, oh, that's the be all end all. But they don't understand that some people just want to get the card. They don't care about the grade. And to get the grade, they want it slabbed. But you can obviously get that that grade in a different slab from another com uh, company much cheaper than what a PSA slab is. But they don't know where to go about that because give me a call. Most... Starting a new grading company. It's called Alibaba's Grading. It's eight dollars. <laughs> <laughs> it's eight dollars. Cost you five cents for the plastic. Yeah, well, you know, you got to make money, mate. Like, <laughs> It's eight senior so, cards. It's eight dollars. I get them from Alibaba. I'll put whatever grade you want. Gem Mip two hundred. Do you clean the cards? Of course I do. No, he prints you a new one, then slabs that one in there. Exactly. Exactly. So your thought on a universal <laughs> pop report, though? I've got no thoughts. I've got no idea. The whole thing is <laughs> pop reports. Give me a break. Hey, the pop reports are false anyway, mate. Yeah, that many people crack things out and they don't and get resubmit, right, yeah. I'll tell you a story. I'm not going to name names, but an Australian guy who uh, I sent some cards to to be graded once. He had a Luka Doncic BGS 10 silver Luka card, rookie card, yeah? And he broke it out of the case to send it in to get a black label. And he sent it to BGS and it came back an 8.5 from a 10. From a BGS 10, which is what they call pristine. Is that what it is? Right. Yeah. Didn't like it. Took it out of the case, put it back in the other one, got his dog to chew it up, rung Beckett, sent it in. They recased it in the BGS 10 case. So these pop reports are stupid. I mean, absolutely nothing. Yeah, it's dumb. It's, it's the problem is you've got people playing <laughs> them against each other, right? Like they just keep going back and forth with this. Like, like you said, I'm sure that stuff happens. A lot more than what we think. Of course um, it does. Like the universal pop report's a good idea, but it's one of those things where if you've got common sense, it doesn't really mean anything for you because you should already <laughs> be looking at things through that lens anyway, right? It's more so for the people that don't know what they're doing or just following the trends of just buying shit because it's a low number on a pop report. It's just dumb. But if you've got common sense, it, won't, it shouldn't change your, your buying habits, right? Because you're already looking at stuff anyway. 100%. If it's not PSA, you don't bring it our way according to... Well, the marketing campaign by Perkins. Your thoughts, Source, Universal Pop Report? Cook Report. Mate, look, I've, I've told people a number of times the, the only purpose to, to grade anything is to get some lemon to buy your car. <laughs> All right? That's the only reason to grade anything. If you, are a collector, if you don't care about anything, use a one-touch um, use our, our mates who we've get put on this show, Vanity Slabs. They got like this cool, you know, device that costs like it's 10 bucks or something each one. And you can change it's a slab and it's like a Tupperware container slab. I think I've got it here. Actually, I do have it right here. It's a Tupperware container slab. And mate, you can put it in there and you can change that card. It's not stuck in there. You can change that forever. Want, so you can display them and you don't have to go pay another new grading company. You can put your own little label on there. That was one that we had done for people that that 
company there. Uh, we had one here that we showed to, to Cherry, our mates at Cherry there. Wands you collectibles. Can do whatever you want with it. Yeah. <laughs> Wands right? collectibles. Wands collectibles. Um, so, look, it's uh, it, I actually don't care, and I'm, I'm over the whole grading company situation, like, in, in terms of grading. Like, it's just – it's ridiculous, and I, I like it annoys me in terms of when I go to buy things that are true that are for my PC. Um, but outside of that, man, the only reason I'm going to grade something is if I want to sell it, or I, I you know, I, I don't really care. I really don't care. Like I, I've moved past that point. I mean, I you know, when I first came into the hobby, I would think about those things, and you know, but then when you really think down to it, mate, it's all just a way to get more money out of you, so you have less money to spend on other things. I mean, it's just, it's complete bullshit. Like, you know, and you need, and that's my opinion. If you find a way to value, actually like me, valuing a guy's autograph as uh, something that you like to buy over valuing a grade of a card, then it shouldn't matter. As long as that autograph on that card, if the card's got a bit of a ding or whatever, you know, you know, old mate Kurt from uh, Kurt Comes Care, he can fix it up. So just get it. As long as the auto is good, fix it up. Boom, put it into one touch. Happy days. Actually, you could probably send it to PSA. It'll get a PSA 10 at that point. But nonetheless, you just buy the card, what you like, and don't worry about the stupid fucking grading companies, mate, because they're just there to rort you. I'll tell you, grading companies are there to rort the collectors of hard-earned dollars, and you get to spend less money on cards, right? That's all i got to say. Now, if you want to get – and look, and that's it. I'm going to leave it at that because I, I don't want to ramble on and I'm taking too much of your time, but – any other thoughts? All good. Next no, slide. Move just, on. Yeah, I agree. Like, yeah, like it's just weird. Yeah, I think the only benefit to buying something graded anyway is to get the guarantee, which doesn't really hold a lot of weight these days anyway. But it's just odd how. Oh, I, I just find yeah, it odd. it's just so weird how people still do that approach, right? Where they just buy stuff to then crack and submit for different. It's just weird how much they want to try and milk every penny they can out of something. And it's and it's I'll, also I'll, funny I'll, that. I'll, yeah, I was just going to say, I'll just say a quick anecdote story that I was told by someone who went over to the National here from Australia, and he sets up at card shows here. And when I went to a card show here, I had a chat to him. How was the National? I knew he was going because I told he told me last time. Uh, he's a very nice guy. I've bought a number of cards of him. Um, and he goes, man, it's just crazy over there. Like all these guys, like they they come to your table. And I've got a lot of stuff to grade at BGS because I've been in the hobby you know, 15 years. <laughs> And they're just coming to my table. They're like, oh, man, I'm going to crack this and send this to PSA. <laughs> oh, yeah, buying all his stuff because he's set up at the National, right? You know, and he's just like, so, he's like, so crazy. Why are they doing this? And I'm like, mate, it's literally for financial gain because some peanut on the other end is going to pay more for the PSA piece of plastic than the BGS piece of plastic. Yeah, like, it's just crazy. You know, I, so, sorry to interrupt. When I was in Chicago, Two months ago, whenever it was for the national, so where the Beckett booth was, on the right hand side there were three big tables, and on the table were just heaps of open slabs with tools and shit sitting on the table. So you could walk <laughs> up, open up whatever, whatever slab or whatever you had, open it, and then literally walk three meters to Beckett and resubmit whatever it was. Or they probably just went to the Beckett table to crack the Beckett slab and walk away to the to PSA. That's probably yeah. using oh, the tools. Right. The grade they got, right? <laughs> it, it it actually is unbelievable. And the crazy thing well, about the whole hundreds, there were hundreds of this. Oh, no, I believe it. I completely believe it. It's it, it's out of control. And 
bringing it back to obviously the universal pop report, even if you do have that, regardless of it, there's so many different companies that are either owned by collectors or affiliated with collectors. And in by doing so, PSA actually is the only grading company that exists to these people because they've they've completely got the market share. Like it's crazy. So we can have that pop report and unless you're like us that will look at it and be like, well, I just want to buy the card and it happens to be protected and the BGS 8 compared to a PSA 8 is $200 less. It's all crooked. It's all marketing. You know, like that's where you'd go to, me personally, I'd just be like, I just want the card. Fuck, I couldn't give a shit. The BGS seven for, for for all I care. I really, there was one, one guy who shall remain nameless. He's got a big, you know, top five grading company in the United States. I saw him at the national, and I showed him my my home's PSA one. He goes, "Oh look, why don't you cross it over to me?" Right? He goes, "I'll, I'll slap a one on it. I won't charge you. We'll put it in our holder." Well, we've got four left because you just wiped out SGC, so <laughs> maybe we could start guessing who it was. I don't know. I don't know. But I mean, <laughs> no, I, said, I said, why? And he said, look, just for marketing. It's, it it is, go. but it is. There it you is. go. There you go. It is. There you go. All it of these. Uh, next one. Selling. This, this is just getting a bit more out of control now. Like, whatnot isn't obviously... It was a, a platform that when it first started, I actually jumped on to see what it was all about. And there's a few things that I was I was in some lives and some auctions were going so cheap for some of the stuff. And I'm talking about sports memorabilia and stuff. I saw a Shaq uh, Lakers jersey signed, uh, had the COA, everything. It sold for 50 US. No one was bidding on it. So it was like perfect opportunity for someone to like get in and get something that's authenticated. But... It's become a platform along with other platforms now where selling breaks through the overreaction of what the product is when we know it's a piece of shit, but selling breaks off of the fact that there's one hit potentially in the whole entire box in the whole product or a couple hits. And it's like, this is what it is. And I know that's happened in the past where we're selling just rubbish products and we're trying to obviously get it out there and sold, whether it's through allocation or whatnot. I don't know if this is because people have signed up with fanatics. Uh, they potentially want to see like the, if they can sell all their product when the rollover goes to them, they see that this person is a, a great person to di distribute product because they can get rid of the infantry and sell it to the public. Cause they're good at like Jay says really well at marketing the product, even that, you know, it is a piece of shit. Like some products have got absolutely nothing in it and you're literally burning your money. You might as well get a lighter and burn your money. Like it's it's ridiculous. So just your thoughts on just the overreacting from influencers, certain breaking companies. They're not really a company because none of them actually, nothing's regulated in this whole entire hobby, to be honest. But just your thoughts on that. Promoting yeah, gambling. <clears throat> Shut it down. <laughs> like it's it's really dumb right because the only people that are sort of talking it up and praising it are the guys getting paid to do so right and they're getting paid and they're not telling us or they're getting paid and it's pretty painfully obvious they're getting paid like who's jumping up and down about hitting some shitty prospect in some new product right when you've got like flawless coming out not long afterwards or nt right every every product is the is the greatest thing since sliced tesla. bread right? yeah exactly it's a, everything's <laughs> a tesla until the next product comes out then that product is dog shit once again right 
<laughs> it's just it's weird. The only people that are sort of cheering about it are the people that are addicted to it or the people that are selling it to you. It's They're odd. It's something that's been in breaking for a long time. These people are all like sub thirty, or these people that are doing this shit yelling. And not all of them. There's heaps that are like old too that have been in the game for a long bloody time. I hate it. It's one of the worst things in the hobby, to be honest. Especially with now things like what not a fanatics live where you've got people that are preying on that addiction. It's so easy to spend your money. It's different going to a card store and buying a hobby box and you gotta walk all the way back home and then rip it and then your wife like gives you the shits for what the fuck you just spent your money on. Then you gotta go back to the store, right? You can just keep clicking on that app and they um, you know, prey on that mentality. LinkedIn with your Google Pay, Apple Pay, yeah. and like how many people have that set up on on their phones? You literally just go bang, 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 you pay your yep. item, boom, it's shipped to your house. Do these companies have disclaimers break. like on these break pages and all this sort of stuff? Are there not, any like like they should know? Do you have to be of a certain age? You, they say you do, but obviously you've got kids j- jumping on there. They're not doing enough to police it. I think that's the problem as well. It's so the same stuff like what not. Yeah, you could have a 14-year-old jump on even younger. And it's obviously happening. You can see it in these breaks, right? Because kids talk about going in these breaks in these vlogs as well. It's just not policed hard enough. It's not treated with the respect that it should, which is why, and I know I'm, I'm talking a lot now, but it's I've done a few videos on this. It's why... Um, these companies should be shit scared, right? Because the more eyes that come on this sort of stuff, the regulators will come down at some point. You know, Fanatics have Fanatics Live. They want to go and have an IPO. That's something Michael Rubin has gone on the record multiple times. The second that company gets listed, Fanatics Live is then subsequent to that kind of, you know, regulatory requirements, the reporting, all the stuff they need to do internally. You're not going to get away with that kind of BS. You can't allow kids to be jumping on a platform like that. You can't allow, you know, scammers to, to rip people off with breaks and then allow them back on the platform seven days later. You can't allow these, um, you know, breakers prey on the degeneracy of these gamblers, right? It's not, it's not good enough and it's a big bloody problem and it's something that, you know, you don't see a lot of pushback about because half these people, like you said, Dom, are getting paid to promote this sort of stuff. So they're not going to talk out against it. Who are sure. they? Like any, any specific names of these people that are getting paid to promote this shit? But it's like anyone, like Mojo Sports does it, promotes whatnot, he's on there all the time. Card Collector 2, who's got a huge following, especially with young kids. Like, irrespective of whether he does things the right way, him promoting that business then will maybe get the kids to go ahead and break with somebody else when he's not on there. Like, by all reports, he's a great guy, does a lot of really good stuff for kids, does really oh, cool things with trade nights. Is he? But yeah, well, from the outside looking in, he looks like he's all right. But then, like, say, let's say kids like him, right, and he treats him really well in person, they then jump on whatnot and and go with somebody else who's not going to treat them like that. They're going to treat them like hey, shit. If you're watching this card collector, two, three, four, five, go jump in the lake, mate. Fuck off. Sick <laughs> mate, shit. I, watch, I watch everyone. I watch everyone. Who? Mojo Sport? Who's, who's Mojo Sports? He's uh, your best Who mate. Is he? My best mate. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, 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 like, he's, he's like your, your mate, Griff Wilson. It's the no, same type of shit. Whether you're no, selling I'm a bro- where you whether <laughs> whether you're selling a break or you're selling a pick, it's the same pick. shit. What do you pick? Pick. 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 Your oh. mate. Your mate. Ritter. Who? There's <laughs> a Ritter. Yeah, Griff Wilson. He's into Desmond Ritter. What a fucking loser that guy is. Seriously, Griff Wilson. Mate, Wilson. Ritter will be out of the competition by the end of the year. He'll be oh. out of a starting job. He'll be out of a starting job. He's no good. He's None of them are any good. They're all rubbish. But all that shit, paying for certain things, for services. But like you're paying for, like you're paying for a, a fucking service on who to collect. Like, 
It's ridiculous. You've gone you got, Lamo- you got the fucking Lamont Movers uh, app over there, Market Movers or whatever the hell it's called. How about Lamont Ladder? They're the biggest grifters in the whole fucking thing. I saw today, I'm not sure if you saw it, but they've come out with uh, investing and in collecting in sports cards for dummies book. Did you see that? Oh, my God. Written by the biggest dummy of them all. <laughs> Are you That's serious? Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure if it was a um, troll or not, but I'm sure Jeff posted that to his account. Oh, no, is that, that true? Serious. Let me see. If I is can it find true? Can we setting. verify it? Does, oh, it, does it have? Does it, does it have? Your, this for the Pulitzer pl- pl- does it prize? reference? Does it reference the uh, the Austrian School of Economics in there? Oh, mate, that guy who said that he's the biggest dumb fuck in the whole thing. Austrian School of Economics. You must be joking. I just put it in the chat, Tom. Maybe you can. Who, refer- who references that with the sports cards? You must be kidding me, mate. If you're watching this, Mister Fucking Austrian School, seriously, mate, give it up. It's the dumbest thing that's ever been said in the history of this whole thing. Get uh... out of here, Austrian School of Economics. <laughs> this is ridiculous. I hope this is. Uh, is, this, is, it, this, is what, this is what these guys tried to talk about to try and convince people to buy sports cards. This- this this has to be a troll, yeah. Saucy Austrian school Austrian school of lemons. I got it. Why is it not fucking opening? Am I blocked? <laughs> yeah, you maybe you're blocked. <laughs> what seriously, am I actually blocked? Mate, what a compliment. No, this could be elite if I am. It's just it's just no. weird. Like I I I can understand, like, why maybe you wanted to do it, but, like, who reads these kinds of books these days, right? Like, there's a thing called the internet. It's just oh, an odd... I, I saw it and thought it was fake, but apparently it's real. I um, mean, I guess kudos to them, but I just don't think that's how we should be approaching the sports card hobby, to be perfect. Kudos! To, I'll tell you what, if this becomes a number one bestseller in the hobby and people aren't going to buy Where's Juanito when we release it to Amazon, that is the biggest indictment on the fucking hobby. No, we might get you jumped. buy Where's Juanito. That is the first thing you buy. Mate. That is a kid's book. It teaches about everything. Not to play in the snow, how to escape to the Philippines when you, you chase after. There's so many things educating the young uh, people of tomorrow. That's what we're doing. What? It's Did not it open I, for I, you? Boys, I actually think I could be... This think this will work. No way. Well, I clicked on Jeff Wilson's account and it doesn't. That's on the. Yeah, yeah, let me yeah, send you a screenshot. Let me send you a screenshot. No, no, no. I... <laughs> Jay. <laughs> this is. Oh. I want it to load because I want to show you. I clicked on Sports Card Investor. Scroll down it's there. loaded. Of course, here it is. It's, it's right here. It opens now. <laughs> but if I, I click on, if I click on the great man here, oh, it worked. Oh, I thought he, I thought he actually <laughs> blocked me. No, it's, it's every time I was clicking on him, it kept saying something's gone wrong, and I'm like, no, don't tell me. Anyway, he's got a book. We wrote a book. Sport card collecting and investing for dummies is available for pre-order. Sports card radio is going to have fun with that this week. That's for sure. Oh, man. Honestly, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to lose money in sports cards, read that book. 
Positive says the hobby is alive. You should be ashamed of yourself, says Global. The other guy wearing Grandpa Simpson's hat. <laughs> it's talking about Jay. <laughs> the only starting QB he will be is on Madden. That dud Ritter. Invest in Will Greer, says Positive. Uh, Adam says, is, is that when old mate Jeff Wilson strolled out of Steve Aoki's ass? Uh, Adam says he's going to kindle it. Uh, Maddie with the popcorn. Global says he's got eight, eight on order. And positive says rather read thick Rick. <laughs> I would too, to be honest. Oh, unbelievable! Oh, uh, I'm actually lost for words. That's ridiculous. What are we investing so, in? Does it tell you how I to take a funny, loan? Like it in 2023 that you're expecting people to buy a book on that topic. Like it's just odd. Who's it for? Um, again, like it's an interesting topic, I guess, for him to talk to, but it's just like, why why make that into a book and why do you need to sell it to people? Did he write it for himself? Maybe. <laughs> maybe it's based on his actual life lessons, his his poor choices over the last two years, maybe. Jay, do you reckon this, do you reckon this book, this uh, sport card collecting and investing for dummies book, do you reckon it teaches you that like the young kids of tomorrow in there how to go to uh, Westpac or Commonwealth Bank here in Australia with his sports card collection and get a loan? Do you reckon they'll they'll give you a loan? No. For a piece of paper? At least you got the title right. <laughs> I, oh, that's actually thrown me. I can't believe he's sorry, reading that book. And it's, it's, no, but it's, just, it's perfect timing. It's released on the same day as Where's Juanito. So it's perfect. Like, don't do anything for promotion. Oh. It's his autobiography. <laughs> of how he lost all lost all his money investing into his sports cards. He's a oh. lemon, man. Unbelievable. Uh, we should get him on. Dan's mates with him. We should get him on for the next one. He'll Dan's got to get him on, on his channel first. Oh, Let's now we jump him. on. Now we jump on. We, we've been speaking about this and... Uh, he will not jump on this on this podcast. No, if we we'll be kind of nice to start off with, and then we'll just fucking grill him. No, we're kind of nice to every guest, but he has to be are. prepared. To, yeah, but he has to be prepared to answer every question we give him, which are not going to be great. No, but so, why grill? No, why grill the guy? Let's just have, we can have a bit of fun with him, and maybe he'll open up and show a different side to him, and people will maybe respect him and enjoy him a bit more. He's got a big following. He's got we're 52 kind of and a half thousand people following him on. He's the number of... one landing page when people look up sports yeah. cards on YouTube. He's like, his videos are there and people are going to watch him because the way, obviously he's got the marketing company. So the way he- No, he's fantastic at what he does, does for his, his videos like, for in, the content. In that sense, is, is really, really good, right? Like the way he you know, sets out his content. But mate, I'll be honest with you. Is the, some, some of his advice, and especially if you were new to the space back in three years ago, if you listen to this guy, you are in a serious, serious hole. Listen. And if, if you weren't getting he, that PPP money like this guy, you're oh, definitely in a serious, serious if, hole. If this guy used his marketing platform to do exactly what he could have done, which is go get content creators or – people that actually own brick and mortar shops and interview them and break news stories like this. And I don't care if you want to go to even do awesome things, like even get 
like the Wemby card up here and he's taking photos with Wemby, that's pretty cool. Or he wants to rip boxes at a game. He wants to do all that stuff because he's got the marketing power to do that type of stuff. But the problem is when you fall into the hole of selling picks pretty much and telling everyone and influencing people on what cards they should be buying because this is a sure thing and your your history from day dot from when you began to now has put financial hurt on the people that have trusted you because unfortunately it's not it's not all his fault because they're also part to blame because they're sheep it's a bit of the gary v effect i don't blame gary v because he's good for promoting <coughs> the hobby but at the same time and it's not his fault because he goes, oh, I collect this guy. So all the sheep go, I need to buy that guy because that's what it's worth. And he might even say, no, no, no I'm only buying it because he was my favorite player growing up and I watch this guy and I enjoy this guy. But then he, sh- he does dig himself a hole when he goes, well, I bought 100 copies of this card in a PSA 10. Then everyone's going to go, well, if you bought 100 copies of the card, then you're not in it for the, the nostalgic value. You're in it for the financial value of what you can turn over the other 99 into. A bit like, what's his name? Otia Sports, how he's got like a whole bunch of cards. And he's yeah. visibly said that he's crack slabs. I'm, I'm not going to accuse he's him of anything. But, that guy there is he's on altered card. or something. Have you seen that? that, that no. That he's, he's got a tick, mate. He's got a tick, mate. He's, got a, he's tick. got a tick? He's got a metal condition. Yeah. Okay. Well, we won't have a go at him for that then. <laughs> yeah, get back on to Jeff Wilson, Griff Wilson. <laughs> get back to Gary. That's he, actually he was worse than Jeff. Oh, I heard no, but when you say yeah, like, Gary Vee, yes. Yeah. In every interview usually... I've seen him, he's been exactly the same. So I, I believe. Tixie usually associated with Tourette's syndrome. So unless he's got Tourette's syndrome, he's on fucking Ritalin or he's a meth freak because he's just going like this constantly. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> rumble we're, we're definitely getting put on to rumble oh we're done uh, but what's rumble that, it's the uncensored well, version of youtube where, where you, you can say and do whatever you, you like Jay. Watch us very shortly mate <laughs> but seriously that was it's just he used his popularity and stuff for the wrong but if you do want to touch on that dan you said that gary v has a worse track record uh, yeah, because he, he sort of did all that stuff and then dipped, right? But he, like Jeff, I think, um, like I think he's gone on the record saying he stopped doing <laughs> picks in 2020. Like I'm, I haven't been able to confirm that for myself, but Gary was sitting there talking about buying base cards and stockpiling them because he thinks they're better than the Chrome versions, as an example. He talked about that for LeBron. He did the same thing for Curry. Um, I think he did the same thing for Kobe in multiple videos talking about the sort of stuff, saying he's stockpiling them. He's got dozens of them, like you said, if not hundreds for some players. And his reason for liking it was because it was something that the more average Joe person could afford, right? So he's saying all that shit, and then he fucks off from the hobby. Like, you can say what you want about him being a good guy and all that sort of stuff, but when you do that, it's like, well, how do you actually actually say that's okay? At the same time, when he does return after a hiatus of, we'll just put a period of months on there. I'm not going to put the exact amount of time, but his return to the hobby is V-Friends, is the return to the hobby. Yeah. So it, is that- I, I completely understand. Like, it's like, buy this because of this. But now, now it's like, you know, I love sports cards and you are my following. Now buy my, my uh, what is it? Elite elephant and hungry, hip, hungry hippo shit, whatever or whatever the fuck it's called. Empathy element. Empathy yeah. element. <laughs> yeah. What about hey, the what he's doing, snake? dude? He's like, these guys are all like the modern 
P.T. Barnum. That's, that's I, all I, I don't know to. who that is. Can yeah. you explain to me who Barnum, that is? What do you mean? He was a, he was a circus promoter in, I think, the early 19 or late 1800s. <laughs> P.T. Barnum. He before my time, Jay. <laughs> I'm going to look it up. Was it P.T.? P.T. Barnum. Look at his most famous phrase that he, that he coined, P.T. Barnum. Promoted, promoting celebrated hoaxes and prom- and founding the Barnum and Bailey Circus. Phineas yeah, and Taylor think, Barnum. And I think he coined the phrase as a sucker born every minute. Mm. I think. I think. I might be wrong. Oh, These guys are all modern day PT Barnum. That's all they do. They just there's they're... a sucker born every minute, Jay. You, that's very good by you. Yeah, that's why there you go. The Messiah, mate. Yeah, that is why he is the Messiah, and also known as Griff Wilson. Joined us a bit late. Um, yeah, this is interesting. He helped popularize opera in the United States. Didn't go into the circus business until relatively late in life. He first rose to prominence by engineering a famous hoax. Here we go. We could just replace his name with one of the two that we're talking about. He launched his career in entertainment by purchasing Joyce Heth, a blind slave touted as the 161-year-old former nurse of George Washington. After billing Heth as the most astonishing and interesting curiosity in the world, Barnum put her on display in New York and took her on a small tour of New England. Visitors line up to gawk at her withered body and and hear her tales of dear little George. Shut up, Dom. We don't want to hear about your bloody P.T. Barnum anymore. I've muted him, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. He's unmuted. He doesn't realize yet. Yeah, he's there. I've muted him. I've muted him. He's, I'm sick of his stupid P.T. Barnum. We just wanted the quote. We didn't want the whole history lesson of the Connecticut <laughs> mayor of Connecticut back in 18-whatever-the-hell-it-was. Mate, just listen. No, just just listen to what he did. He helped fuel the interest by actually convincing them that she was controlled by a ventriloquist. These people, mate, I thought the people were dumb now. But you know what? Technology has advanced in 102 years. It's actually worse now that they're believing these two grifters in the hobby, to be honest. There's 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 a term called carnival barker, and that's what all these dudes are, mate. They're like the people that stand out the front, you know, like in the city. You know, those $2 shops with the with the bullhorn. Come to my store. Come to my store. And all these idiots out there listen to them and come to their store. <laughs> tell yeah. them their snake oil. Let's, let's, let's move on. Let's get back to some hobby stuff. Multiple, multiple two of ones uh, in the hobby uh, in Tops Baseball. It's funny that this story actually broke after episode one of the roundtable because Jay spoke about how you can go on Alibaba and buy two one-of-ones and Tops then genuinely two weeks later have got multiple one-of-ones in their baseball product, the Super Practice. So it was actually... Mate, just it was on the 95. How do they know exactly yeah. it's 95? How do they know? How yeah. do they know that? Yeah, because, because there's 95 dudes in the set that must have a one-on-one. No, there's more than 95, I think. I think they maybe realize that there's a stick, there's a sheet, an uncut, an uncut sheet that we're missing. I assume that's how they figured out missing. there was 95. <laughs> went missing, just vanished. P.T. <laughs> Barnum came and grabbed it out of the back. <laughs> what the heck happened to yeah. my screen? <laughs> P.T. Barnum. This guy's <laughs> Just missing. This shit just vanishes. <laughs> You can do whatever you want. Uh, have you guys, source, have you guys ever seen point. the printing facility? 
No, it he must got, be like a newspaper press that just keeps on. on it, it just runs day and night, mate. You know, it's funny in the pile of Texas at Cardamundi. My uncle Pedro is on eight bucks an hour, is he on the machine? Yeah, doing doing his thing. Ah, look, the Jason Dominguez, here she comes. Puts ten in his pocket, right? That's just like one example. You know, there's guys, like the production manager's going, oh, look, that sheet's no good. Go and throw it in the dumpster. Yeah, and Uncle Pedro's fucking uh, brother Felix is out there taking the sheet of super practice. I think there's 100 cards, 100 base cards. So five went missing before they went into the boxes, apparently. Bloody hell. But they just know what's in everything. Just like <laughs> the funny part is just you like. Know. You can't yeah, just, just print like, one or something. You can't just print one. We yeah, but just like. You have to make a whole fucking sheet of them. But they know about loaded cases make... too. Do you reckon you they know to... what's in there, Jay? These loaded cases apparently go on influences. I wouldn't call them loaded cases. I'd call them marketing, marketing cases. But they would know what's in there. Of course. If... Or they'd, they'd just know it's probably in the top 2% of hits in the product or 3% of hits in the product or something like that. No, they would know for sure. I told I'm, you still convinced, I'm still convinced of the serial number on the barcode. They know what's in every single box. Well, it has to be in convinced. some capacity, right? You'd have to be a, like a... To apologies for swearing, you have to be a fucking idiot to think they can't track it, right? Like, they know. Thank you. Like, when you watch the videos of how the printing presses work, right? And people come out and say, well, they can't track it because it's all randomized, right? They know the number of base sheets, and you watch the videos, the inserts get dropped into every set every now and then. So, you know, if you can see the full population of the cards you produce, you can backtrack through that, you know, through the numbers, right? Work back through it and figure out, okay, well, this insert would have gone in roughly this box and we can roughly figure out where that box is, right? They could figure it out if they wanted to. And like, how hopeless would you have to be as a business to not know what the heck you're doing, right? It's such a simple thing for you to have control over and, and know. Like, it's idiotic to think otherwise. And the way I, I sort of know this is that in 2014, I busted some select 2013 basketball and I was missing a hit, right? And the video of that box missing the hit is on Cherry Collectibles because Grayson busted it from me in his apartment. And Panini was able to figure out that, yes, there was a hit missing because they looked at the code on the inside of the box. And people yeah, have told Luke me that's BS. Panini can't do that. And Panini told me they could. That's how they, you know, helped they me out with, with that. Fuck, they did it with Crown. People worked it out with Crown Royale and the Kabooms on the print yeah. run. Yeah. Fuck. You're telling me? this? The problem is we've been saying it for a while on on our show. And we we keep saying that the people in the hobby are so quick to just bash Panini. You you actually discredit discrediting them as a business that don't know what the fuck they're doing. They swindled you for fucking the last four years. Of course, they know what they're doing. Yeah. They realized COVID. We can change on card autos to sticker autos. There's no value in it. We can go from match worn and game worn stuff to Dick Sporting Goods pieces of uh, material, and you guys still lap it up. We can charge you triple the amount. Of, of what the value of a box is now to what it was 10 years ago when Not the actual product... The yeah, yeah. I'm just exaggerating. I'm just putting out figures. Well, but, it's more like 5, 5, 10x. Yeah, all right. Yeah, 10x more than 10 years ago when you actually got all that stuff in the product for 10 times less. And people go, oh, yeah, but Panini, they've got no idea what they're doing you know, because it's sticker autos. Of course they know what they're doing. It's called about... It's like... They're generating revenue and profit for their company. 
that's what they're doing. And in doing so, they know where everything goes. Like, yeah, and if you send, that... if you, sorry, if you send those loaded cases to an influencer and they rip it and they've got a massive following, they go all of a sudden, I'm buying this box or a case of this product because look how good the hits are in this, in this product. Toma, it's actually ask a piece of shit. Toma, ask yourself this question. If you're a publishing company, of course I'd do it. If it's a publishing company, it had, like license, had licenses to make this stuff or to outsource but, it to make it, I should say, right? And you the, wanted to sell the product. Are you going to give it to the people with the most amount of eyes so that the consumers can see it? Of course you are. Yeah. But Jay, the problem is no one has any understanding of business and how things work. Like, like my background is in business and sport, but it's business primarily. And that's why the, the four first, of us understand this. And we're not yeah, surprised. But, but, but surprised as you know, it. as as everyone in here, the four of us, <laughs> know, I'm not sure if everyone that is listening or watching in the future, like they know the first thing they teach you in business is business, like that for profit business that is, not not for profit, charity, whatever. But the bottom line is to make money. That is the bottom line. That's their vision is to grow and become as big as they can in the space that they're conducting business in. The bottom line is to make as much money as they possibly can. So that's what they've been doing. And people just don't have any business sense or understanding about real world that they actually genuinely think the whole point of us and what we do in this space is to try and teach people. If you want to collect in the hobby, it's what it was pre-COVID. Collect because you love players and you know that's a hobby everyone's got a weird hobby and they do certain things and ours is like we love collecting cards it's not a business for us to profit off it's a business for them to profit off of us like they just don't get it try to tell the americans yeah yeah but that's what i'm trying to trying to point across they've got no idea that's the frustrating thing so two things you know people shit on panini right about them not being able to produce cards not realizing that you know, Tops uses the same printing facilities that Panini does, right? It's outsourced, and now Fanatics owns that printing facility. So, if you hated Panini for that stuff, they'd get it wrong in that in that process, right? Tops use the same thing. <clears throat> the other thing, Jay, that I think is important is that I think it's less about getting eyes on these hot boxes, right? People need to look at it through a different lens now. Fanatics have Fanatics Live, right? They want to push boxes to be broken on that platform because not only can they sell the box to the breaker and make money off the selling of that box. They now make a percentage of every single spot sold on Fanatics Live as well. So they're essentially double dipping on the same product they could previously only get one source of income from. That's where the concern comes from. And that's where there's that incentive for fraud to happen. And that's why um, that unless they've got things done above board, right, and everything's done the right way, they should be very concerned if a regulator does come in or an auditor comes in because that's something they're going to tear down pretty quickly, right? Revenue. What regulators, but Dan, what regulator is going to come in unless there's some. But so if they go listed, if they go listed, they'll be re- required to report under you know the PCOB requirements in the US, which sure. is a very stringent reporting requirement, which means they have to have external auditors come in, which means um, those external auditors will be focusing in on those accounts because revenue is the big risk item, right? Because there's always an incentive for individuals and businesses to commit fraud with revenue related accounts, and that's where you'd be looking. You know, me as an auditor, I'd be like, okay, well, you're making a shit ton of money from Fanatics Live. Are you funneling boxes to these people so you can manipulate things and double dip on the one sale? That's the that's the piece there, right? And that's what you go, what you said a little bit earlier, Doma, right? You've got uh, that incentive to want to make as much money as possible. So do you really think these businesses are going to turn down being able to double dip on a box and make money twice off of it? 
And it's not just the business itself, right? You've got managers within that business that have KPIs tied to performance, tied to generating generating more revenue, right? So it might not even be something pervasive. It could be one person pushing stuff to ensure their KPIs and metrics are higher than what they would have been otherwise, right? They've increased sales and stuff by 10%. You know, that's the that's the risk here. And that's all the stuff you go into. And I'm going on a rant right now, but that's where it goes down, right? It's not as simple as just saying, okay, they want more eyes or, you know, they're not going to push breaks or hot boxes to breakers. It's like, well, when you look at it through that lens, there is 100% an incentive to do that, right? And it's not as, um, you know, insane to think as what it probably is. So apologies for that rant. No, I completely agree. Saucy, no, any I thoughts agree. on it? Load of boxes. You love it. <laughs> yeah, look, my, my thought on the, uh, the thing is, uh, man, it really just... It takes it takes it takes the fun out of you know someone being able to really have that opportunity to walk into the, their local card store, buy a box, rip it open, and actually you know have the chance to to hit something decent. I mean, they've watered down the product; it's more watered down than it's ever been watered down. And you know, I'm, I'm I, I look, I've only been in the hobby four years, but I'm I'm you know going back and speaking you know, to guys like Dan who. You know, bro- been breaking since 2012 13. Guys like the Oracle that listens to this show, Doma, you know, and uh, he's been breaking for 20 years. Yeah. So, you know, these are people that have been in the hobby for a long, long time. And he- they tell us so there's watered- more water down than ever, right? Um, there's less hits. And then they're funneling these hits to certain breakers because they want to get more eyeballs. You know, it just takes the whole fun of, you know, the average Joe being able to go down and buy a box. Not that I think I'll ever, ever be able to buy a box of, uh, you know, immaculate or, you know, impeccable basketball ever again because, uh, you know, I don't, I'd rather just, if I'm going to spend that money, I'd just rather buy a card uh, at that price because you know you can, you're going to guarantee to, to get the card, uh, unlike when you open the box. But, man, it's just, it's, it's crazy, man. The, the prices of the boxes, the more watered down they are, and um, you know the vet guys they're getting in there aren't as good. Um, yeah, and it's just, I just think it's so crazy um, the whole situation on the matter. And Dan's on the money. Like there is incentive when you can double dip, you get more eyes on those breakers. There's more monetary incentive, and we've seen what that has done. You know what that does to businesses and people. Like when when the when the, the main aim of the game is you know, money to just make more money off collectors. It's, it's hard to not see why they wouldn't do that. If you get what I'm, you get what I'm, you put it in that vein. It's hard to see why they wouldn't do that. And that's their, that's the aim of the game. Yeah. Whether you like it or not as collectors, people who listen to the show, the aim of fanatics and Panini and they're all these companies is to make money, especially fanatics when they come in because they are publicly listed and they're going to have shareholders and all that sort oh, of thing. People are going to get absolutely, absolutely uh, wiped out if they buy into that IPO. Oh, man. Well, I think Ruben will dip 12, 24 months after doing that IPO. There's oh, no absolutely. Way absolutely. No way. Absolutely. absolutely. Few in the comments, uh, Magda says... Panini are frauds and not support them. Support Aussie businesses like Select. Is uh, that a hint? Is that a hint to short short it uh, when when it uh, gets to that that top? Might have to, might have to have it to. on the watch list. Yeah, well, dude, again, it's gonna go. It's there'll be a lot of hype. It'll be overpriced. Because remember that this fanatics mob bought into all this shit. The top of everything, they they have to get their money back. And by listing. 
And by listing it, whatever they list that, there's going to be a lot of suckers that come in and buy, and that's going to fucking drop like a hot potato. Global says, we're the Malakas that still buy less for more. Magda wants you to run for Prime Minister, Jay. You'd probably be able to get Premier of Victoria pretty easily. That would be a hard gig to get. So you can start <laughs> there and work your way to the top. Um, Panito care about the collectors. They only care about money. They'll print 100K Luca Doncic one-on-ones if they could. Uh, positive says one one or a house. We asked this last time, and Jay said house, and he just he read off his whole entire property portfolio to us, which was nice. Uh, can Aussie breakers break fanatic boxes or not when they get the license? That's a genuine question. Does anyone know? Yeah, I think Grayson. Sure. I think Grayson's got that. I think the cherry dude's got it. Grayson definitely what, probably. What I've heard. Well, he's we'll he's already license. got a link up with fanatics because we know he does his uh, memorabilia. Um, you know, repacks and things that he does of, um, you know, NFL helmets, jerseys and, and balls and, and things he's done in the past with Fanatics, you know, uh, authenticated memorabilia. So, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Cherry does have that link up and connection already. And there are other people that I do know have Fanatics accounts and, and, and similar situations. So I don't think it will be just Grayson. I think it will be a number of, you know, people here in Australia that get accounts with Fanatics. And Has anyone ever uh, bought a Fanatics jersey? Anyone in the chat or you guys ever bought a Fanatics merchandise? Yeah, it's pretty It's pretty shonky. Yeah, it falls apart. It's, it's rubbish. Yeah, it's not the yeah, best. People talk yeah, about them falling thing. apart after like one wash. They put it in and then the number and nameplate falls off. I saw off, you, Jalen Hurts, with the crooked number and name on the back of the t shirt. Was yeah, that don't care. Well, people buy it. Just imagine the fan gear and stuff over there. Like, people go nuts to buy all that stuff. Like, even here, people go mental for it. Uh, Mate, Adam if their jerseys fall apart, like what did people expect when this mob come in and start making these stupid <laughs> exactly. trading cards? Yeah. Adam says, vote one Trump. He'll make the hobby great again. Um, Adam also said, Biden, Biden is like Panini in person form. <laughs> That's actually quite good. Uh, until there's competition in the hobby, nothing will change. The licensing has to move more than one business owning everything. Unfortunately, that is not going to happen. Uh, Positive says, I only break at Dan Murphy's now. Bang for buck. Uh, what else we got? Uh, Adam says, until they swap Carlton draft out for Carlton zero on your, that's in reply to positive. Uh, boxes are overpriced. Carlton for the premiership next year. Yeah, Jay would be happy if that is the case. Uh, Adam also said Carlton could have win an intra club game if they tried. <laughs> your thoughts on that one, Jay? Yeah, um, who do you follow, Adam? I'd like to know. <laughs> he's just he's won the premiership, team. mate. So he just won oh, the premiership. <laughs> he just won the premiership. So we probably congratulations, good on you. Really happy for you. That's amazing. Good on you. Probably buy right there. <laughs> That's why he's probably said it. He's, he's, you can't really say anything to him at the moment. All right, last couple things. Um, we don't really need it. We can't touch on it, but obviously the immaculate baseball, the cards uh, thrown into the bin. Stickers. Where they belong. Yeah. <laughs> they'll probably so, do a little favor. Obviously, they were meant to be done by, was it June? Was the signing yeah, date for June, that? I think, was a deadline date for them. And they hadn't heard anything, and obviously the accountability stuff there. But like It was just perfect timing because Tops had their problem with the extra one-on-one while the two of ones printed and then 
this this shit comes out with Panini, another problem there. And oh, it's just like tit for tat, really. And next week or tomorrow, we'll forget about it anyway. So, because we haven't spoken about Juanito in two weeks. So, we definitely have forgotten about that. Like, let's be honest. Uh, my last one, but um, Shieldwave Vlogs. Anyone got any? Shieldwave Vlogs. <laughs> Shieldwave. Uh, I, I heard something that he came out and he admitted to doing it. Is that correct? I have no yeah, idea. Yeah, he did. Yeah. So I've got a video on this tomorrow. He got caught Whoa. shorting. Um, I'm, and I'm not going to shit on the guy, right? Because he's already been caught. There's nothing really to gain from yeah. it. But there's a few things to talk to. Um, because he got caught shield beating, came out and defended it, said there was nothing wrong with bidding on your own cards because you can buy them <laughs> at a discount, <laughs> even though it goes against eBay T's and C's and all that sort of stuff. But um, this is pretty wild, the number of people that came out and said the same thing Shay was saying, that it's okay to do. Why can't you buy your cards at a discount? <laughs> Including... Um, Prism God, if you know that guy, he got 20,000 followers on Instagram, came out and said, what's the big deal, basically? So that's the focus oh, for me in tomorrow's video. Guy, because These um, guys fucking people shift. Are dumb. These guys shift. It's just so dumb. Run. It's there's so dumb. Certain, there's a certain person, I'm not mentioning the name, but he's a good friend of ours over in the States, and I'm just, just putting it out there. He's connected to all of these guys, and it's only a matter of time before yourself, Dan, or Rahooligan, or someone does a, a video on this person. Like, I'm not going to mention the name. I'll mention yeah, it to you after, his Dan. Name. Come on, I'm, not mentioning, I'm not mentioning the name. But it's just, it I'm is just a matter of time. He, he, uh, yeah, it's just a oh, matter a of ba- time. Is he a bad, is he a baddie? No, he's a really good guy. But it, it that could just be a perception. I'm not saying that that it is, but it could be perceived by people in the hobby because he's connected to all these people that it actually could be a front, but uh, it's a matter of time. And it fucking won't surprise me if I wake up one beautiful morning <laughs> and I see Dan's beautiful face and in the thumbnail, there's that person's picture in there. It would not surprise ball- me. How about this bald asshole to my left? <laughs> the other way. Other way. It's oh, the other way. way. He's the director uh, of assets, mate. I don't want to get whacked, man, so I can't, I can't talk about him. Whack. Yeah, I'm the, I'm the same. I just, I just put his photo in Where's Juanito. Like that's that's as far as it <laughs> But they're all in bed together. It's not a surprise. They're all paid like... actors. Mate, both of these yeah, got these idiots behind me. They're all paid yeah. actors. Yeah, so, come on. That, that's it for me. Uh, of course, uh, if anyone's got thoughts on shilling your own cards, if you think it's you, we might as well just start a shilling circle between the four I mean, of us and the double coverage. Room. Join the double coverage broadcast channel and we'll put cards in there for us to shield together. It's, yeah, yeah, it's I've got one more topic to bring up. Right? Yeah, we could do we could do like a like they have the, the telegram uh crypto pump and dump groups. That's what we're gonna Shoot do with the cards, mate. We're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna we're just <laughs> what are they shoeway logs? Look, exactly. one thing I will say, ladies and gentlemen, it is, it is it is not okay to do that. Like it's Yes, it's okay if you own that card and you want to buy that card and it's listed by another seller on eBay and you don't want that card to go for that cheap, so you bid it up and you win it and you buy it. Yes, that's Why would fine. You sell right? it then? Why then you would have you two cards. Your... Card. Why would you? No, I'm saying if it's another card. seller, it's not another your own. Copy it's of not the another same seller, card. another copy of the same card, right? For example, but if you are, if it is your exact card and you put it through a, a consigner and you oh. own that card at that time. Even though it's with the consigner, it's not on your eBay account. You should not go on your own eBay account, 
You should not go on your mum's eBay account, uh, like other people we know, and bid up that car. That is complete. Who went on their mum's eBay account? Aaron from Slab Stocks. Who? Well, they weren't they weren't sure bidding from their mum's account. They were selling picks and then selling those same cards that were saying uh, hot we buyers. So, oh, and they're probably and they're probably shoe bidding the other cards. Yeah, exactly. Well. If you're doing that, you're going to do the other things as well, right? Multiverse said, "Is it Manny, the person I was talking about?" You know what? For the sake of this podcast, yes, it was Manny. Inundate him. Inundate Manny. <laughs> yes, it it is him. Too thick pod. I'll give him a shout out too. Get him on next time. Go smash him and Jeremy. Smash Get the bloody inbox. Get him and Griff Wilson on on the next fucking show, the six of us. I'd feel so awkward having Griff Wilson on. Why? It'd be awesome. Oh, it'd be great for us so we can ask him questions. I just worry that it could get out of hand very quickly. No. So Anyway, Jay, you said you had a topic. You wanted to discuss something. Oh, yeah. So, look, I haven't really been following a lot of this shit for the last few weeks. I've sort of tapped out. But um, I did see something online about some modern-day fucking baby Ruth superfractor that some company put a $200,000 bounty on. Is that is that correct? Is that true? I saw something about it. I just got no idea. And there's two of them out there. But it said on it first... <laughs> but it said on it first, Bowman. Like, this motherfucker's been dead for 90 years. Like, <laughs> first Bowman. Fucking baby Ruth, who cares? It's his rookie card, Jay. A rookie card? Who gives a fuck about this guy, baby Ruth? Fucking make it's, it and throw it in the garbage. Baby Ruth, get out of here. his first ever Bowman Chrome card, mate. Don't you know? I'd be rolling over in his grave. There's crazy only one you. of them made. There's only one of them made, so it's worth $200,000, mate. Oh, right? far out. That's the bounty amount. Because it? you shouldn't, because you shouldn't yeah, take that two hundred thousand dollars and and you know James. buy four properties with it, Jay, and and get them on eighty thousand dollars recurring income every year. No, you shouldn't do that, mate. It's not a good idea. <laughs> Adam, Adam, the mighty morphing grifting rangers. <laughs> that might have to be our next thumbnail for the third for the third one. Casting <laughs> dead. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Is there card, any chance? Card experience says, Jay, you clearly don't have a baby Ruth that you're shilling at the moment. Maybe fucking Babe Ruth shilling his own cards. Any other topics? One more, one more. I saw another Go, go, go. These grifters put up a fucking, some fucking mantle, fucking Mickey Grantle, whatever his name is, card, yeah? And it said, should this card be worth more? Because Grantle owned it. Grantle, Mickey Mantle. He's talking about Schmantle. Schmantle, Grantle, whatever his fucking name is. Who cares? <laughs> All right. Should it be worth more? Because this guy apparently, how do you prove it? Was the owner of the car? They got. Does it really they got matter? One to photo match it. <laughs> <laughs> From the nah, Kenny thing. Golden was around back when Mantle was alive, so they would have got him to verify it. <laughs> that actually. Do we have to do our uh, monthly checkup on those accounts? As no, well? actually, I forgot. He doesn't even accept his own authentication at Golden Auctions. I forgot about that part, so maybe we shouldn't get him to authenticate. Oh. Any others? Final topics? Anything that you want us to cover in the chat quickly? And then we'll wrap up. 
this second rendition, of course. Of, uh, I've got a giveaway. I've got something I can give away. Someone can come up with a question for the chat. There you go. Jay's going to give something away. Yeah. That, what, um, what, well, you know, should come up with the question. You should ask some JT Barnum question or something. Okay. Just you guys keep going. I'll think of a question. Are you, yeah, you guys keep going. I'll think of a question. And, um, <laughs> hang on, I'll show you what the giveaway is. Yeah, here we go. He's got oh, before, before, before the question. <laughs> this is great. Nah, I'm in a generous mood. So I've got three Darth Mantle boxes still. Yeah? yeah? Very nice. Yeah. So I don't know what's in them. I haven't loaded them. I haven't done anything. <laughs> I've got three. You got the loaded ones, didn't you? The loaded oh, ones shit. have got a sticker. That one looks like there's a sticker. Of course I got the fucking loaded ones, mate. I was promoting it. How do you think this shit works? I told you this last time. So um, the question... All righty. Multi-unit... I've got three universe. I can send you one. They're three hundred dollars, but for you two ninety nine. Um, <laughs> we'll put one of them on eBay and we'll shill it together. The other one, right. will sell it to you. yeah. Let's put one on eBay, shill it up to nine hundred ninety nine, and then yeah, of course, it's the best best business. Uh, a question. Um, all right, we'll keep it on topic. But people are going to, like, look it up. They've got to, like, know the answer, like, straight away. Um, we'll give them, like, 10 seconds. Is that okay? First in, best serve on the comments. Are they going to actually know the answer, though? Are you going to ask them, like, in 1980, who did this for Carlton? In, uh, in, in, in Babe Ruth's last game as a player, how many hot dogs did he eat at halftime? That's definitely something you gotta look up. What year? Okay, here's here's the question. Here's the question. What, year, what, year, uh, what year did Baby Ruth die? I'm actually looking this up. What year did Baby Ruth die? Well, pass away, I should say. It's a nice way. Yeah, Jay. Have you changed the question? Is that your? That's the question. question. What year did Baby Ruth? <laughs> He's exactly right. He's alive and shilling. Is this correct? Uh, no, I've got. I've got. I'll say yes when someone gets it in first. No, no, James. No, is it correct? No, Adam. Adam. <laughs> Multiverse. Is he on the money? Uh... We ain't dinosaurs, Jay. What year did Baby crazy. Ruth pass away? Someone's Googled it by now. Uh, <laughs> sorry, James did get it first. Apologies, apologies, apologies. Let me double check. Yeah, James, James was in first. Bang. 1948. There you go. James wins the card killer. Game card experience. Babe Ruth. Baby Ruth is an American candy bar made of peanuts <laughs> and oh. caramel milk chocolate. Hang on, what I'm gonna do? Hang on, what I'm gonna do here? 
so we don't rig the boxes. We'll go like this. Hang on. One, two, hang on. Three. We can't see it. You're hiding it. You, no, you need no, to see I'm it on camera. We, no, we can't yeah. see it on camera. You got can to you show them on camera. No, no. Aren't you gonna, uh, uh, James? Can you open it on camera or what? Look, What's the matter? Look, 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 look. One. Yeah. One. We just want it for free. You got to get the card anyway. Three. Okay. So if James is happy for me to open it now, he can pick box one, two, or three. I'll open it now for him. If not, I can send it to him and he can have the surprise himself. What would you like to do, James? Let us know. We, we will. One? Yeah, open, open the it. Open it. One. Up. All right, Saucy, make him big. Make Jay big. Hey, hang on. There he is. There he is. This, okay. The floor is yours, Jay. Do you want to give the us a bit of a background on the product? Yeah, tell us a little bit about it, obviously. Well, you actually oh, ripping. So... It's not a repack, is it? <laughs> No, it's not a repack. It's a product that was made by my friend, Rodney Christensen. And uh, he did like a mashup between Darth, oh, sorry, is Mickey Mantle and Darth Vader. Mickey Mantle. Mickey Mantle. Darth, 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 Darth Maul. Darth Darth Mantle. And he made 200, I think he produced 200 cards, 111 base cards, uh, 50 silver, 25 red, 10 black, and four one ones so, so, four, so four, four of ones. There are four one of ones. Well, there's an art card which you guys have seen, yeah. which I which I got. There's another super. <laughs> oh, one. What a coincidence! <laughs> what a coincidence! The guy promoting the box. Yeah, you got the yeah. one of the yeah. four one of ones. You, oh, you yeah. saw the video I did it live. There was no cheating. I was very surprised. Seemed it to be. <laughs> Go for it, Jay. Go for it. Ah. Um, and there's, there's still one. There's still a one on one that hasn't been found. All right, there you there go. You go. It's going to be pulled That's right now. Find it now. Right. And we're going to lose our shit on this fucking podcast. All right. So inside we've got a purple, purple, um, purple package. I wish I had some music in the background here. I'll put on some music. <laughs> oh, is he with Jeff Wilson? I know exactly what's coming. You better play it. You gotta play it, Jay. You okay? <laughs> huh? you got no. You're not done yet. Jay, get off the stream. <laughs> what is that? What's going on with that pink pink You got a lot of junk and not a lot to see. Up in the means like 2.3. But Jeff got it all getting off scot free. Trying to talk tips like we're talking about stocks. But you're talking about land, bring it down, cause stock. When you open your mouth, I take a pill and bring it slow. I'm on the side of you, trying to tell you, fall. You pull it down, I got up. Push it full shit. Jeff Wilson. Jeff Wilson. There we go. Darth Mantle. There we go, Jay. There you go, Jay. It's a base. It's a base. That's right. still nice. It's great. They're great looking cards. There we go. That's all yours, James. Make sure you Thanks. DM uh, the double coverage Instagram page or our. Um, Is James Facebook. in Melbourne? Instagram us and, and we'll sort it out. We'll sort uh, it out. Sydney. Mr. Man is in Sydney. Are you guys hooked up with the dudes from um, Vanity Slabs? 
We know uh, we, we know Henry. You know Henry? Yeah. Okay. He's come on well, the show before. Maybe message Henry. I mean, we'll ask James first, but um maybe if James is interested, I can we can send this to, I'll send it to Henry and he can stick it in one of those vanity slabs and then forward it on to James. I can give him a vanity slab for free. I've got one. Oh, you've got one? Okay, so we'll connect. We'll connect. And um that's is if it James, a normal stock card or is it a thick card? Uh it's it looks like a normal stock card, yeah. All right. Just deliver oh. it to the hobby hangout. When on Sunday. It's when, a Sunday in Sydney. That's your your there one you is go. you're on stage too. This Sunday, hobby <laughs> hangout uh as well. Um so in Sydney, if you can attend. We will reserve when we're on stage, Dan. You're gonna have to answer them truth truth truthfully. What do you mean? What do you think of the hobby? Do you buy product? What do you <laughs> think of the great beforehand, right? But I've got Tyson Beck there, so I'll let him uh, answer the tough questions. Yeah, just, just palm off all him. the breaking questions to Tyson, <laughs> and you answer all the card art questions. You yeah. answer all his. So apparently, um, apparently, I think the the Grayson from Cherry is going to be up there, and apparently, there's going to be a few dudes bombarding him about this um this Juanito business. I su- Are you actually being serious? You know that that if guy. You, I, you know that guy. Eight 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 eight. You know that dude, eight oh eight Edge, with the yeah, 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 the guy who yeah, got yeah. like the guy got hammered in the McDonald's parking lot. So if you look on his Facebook page on one of his oh. posts, there's people putting questions, and one guy says, "Oh, I think he's got a bit to answer for the Cherry guy," and there's going to be people questioning him there. Oh, Actually, Dan, it's not a bad. Um, maybe you can ask him questions live on stage when you get up. There. <laughs> no, I'm not that mean. Oh, like seriously, ended on this as a disclaimer. If you're going to bombard him and you, you've listened to someone that actually like that thinks that he's card porn, who said I, that? I'm not a few people did. Maybe. People thought I was card porn because you I are. Was the accent? I know, but you are. So I don't know why they can't ask the, the funniest you're there. Was someone thought I was card porn because I used the same hashtags as them on Instagram. And all I did was just copy and paste what they did. You know what, Dan? Can I tell you? I had a few guys messy. That's why I've partly, I've like deactivated my Instagram because I've had a few guys reach out to me with all these questions. Do you know this fucking guy? Is it you? Other friends that have actually like texted me, yeah, and asked the same questions. And I'm like, fuck, I don't Where, Are these people actually for real? Because every Australian knows every Australian, mate. Don't you know that? We are, we don't have Bro, we 25 just, million people in this country. You're the dumb fuck sakes, man. So I know just every create, single other. You created a fucking book. of them. You created a fucking book. He's right here, you idiots. That just go sick. buy it off of oh, Amazon, you clowns, and you can go look for him. He's in the Philippines. We've told you. This is actually. the snow him. as well, mate. Ladies and gentlemen, you think we always joke about this shit. That is actually him. He's actually in the Philippines. Now go get on your plane, jet set there, leave Grayson alone, and go find him. If you want to be MacGyver for one day in your life, go try and find this guy or read our book. There'll be many more pages for you to sit down and you can try and find it because you never will. Like, we're just picking on all people now because they're Australian. And it's just like, oh, this person has to be card porn. Like, ah. Oh. Do you reckon card porn sold these guys the boxes of G.I. Joe? Oh, it wouldn't surprise me. He definitely wrapped it in BBCE for him. That's for sure. 
So yeah, he's good at doing that, rapping beats. Look, oh. bloke on the, look how happy the bloke on the left looks. What a face. You <laughs> sound like a what two million dollar sale and doesn't look very happy at all. What a load of oh. fucking that On was. that note, leave yeah. Grayson yeah. alone. It's not witch hunt him because you think he's card porn. Just relax, mate. Just go buy Where's Juanito and be done with it. But that, so. it. The whole thing is dumb, right? Like, what, just because he was at Cherry Store, he may have had a conversation with Grayson at some point. Grayson's, like, in cahoots with him. It's just it's just dumb. Like, Fuck. People are just so stupid with this, the rabbit hole they go down and what they Damn, find. It's, and it's what they so believe. ridiculous. It's so ridiculous because he was in his shop. The guy had his own auction on an, a prominent auction house and no one has questioned that person once. He yeah. had his own auction. Yep. Nobody questions like, that or nobody questions, nobody questions all the content creators that he was at multiple yes. dinners with over the years yes. or done content with them multiple times. Like it's um, very odd. Well, it's not yeah. odd. It's, I think it's very deliberate, I, I should say. Yeah. Uh, I completely agree. Uh... I found him. Look behind me. <laughs> well, the four of us are part of it. He, he said he was never one per- Well, the person said they were never one person. It was many people. So, for you know, we might appear in this book in a month's time. You just don't know what you'll find. Anyway, until then, thank you once again, Dan, Griff Wilson. Appreciate your time. Saucy, as always. And everyone that tuned in once again uh, and made this another fun night to get together and talk stuff in the hobby and just talk absolute rubbish as we always do. So, but thank you. Appreciate it. Stubble coverage and peace. Peace out. Thank you for tuning in. Please don't forget to leave a review on the Apple podcasting app. Also follow us on socials, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. Talking old spots, double coverage.